Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, January 15th, 2024. Stand up for your country. I got a little cold here. You might be able to hear it. I haven't had a cold in 10 years. I don't know how I got this, but I'm going to deal with it at the end of the program. You don't have to feel sorry for me. I'm soldiering my way through, but it's, it is annoying. Anyway, it's Martin Luther King uh, Jr.'s birthday today, federal holiday. We're going to have more on Dr. King a little bit later on. Tying it in to contemporary politics, Um, Robert Kennedy Jr. said something very interesting, then we're going to tie that all in. The Talking Points memo is the Iowa caucus. Well, we shoot the results from Iowa about 8.45 Eastern time. Um, A lot of people won't be paying attention because they'll be watching the NFL playoff game. Um, I don't think there's going to be... Too much surprise there. I think Trump's going to dominate. The Des Moines Register poll over the weekends got Trump at 48, Nikki Haley 20, DeSantis 16, Ramaswamy 8. Um, It's a pretty tough uh, road for DeSantis. The senator from uh, Florida, Rubio, endorsed Trump over the weekend. Just an insult to DeSantis, no, no doubt about it. Um, and DeSantis says no matter what happens in Iowa, he's going to continue. Go. We're going to do well. Uh, I, and I think, look, I, I, um, I appreciate being the underdog. I like how people have tried to say, oh, uh, what? So, so I do better in those situations. And I think I have a record of, of doing well um, as the underdog. But, but we're going to do well, um, and we look forward to going to the next contest. Okay, so he can go to New Hampshire if he comes in third, as I suspect he will, in the Iowa vote tonight. 
Uh, DeSantis has about $19 million in his campaign chest, a substantial amount of money. Um, I'm sorry. DeSantis has $12 million on hand. He spent an incredible $19 million. So if you spend $19 million and you come in third, I think uh, the old cliche handwriting on the wall, Haley has spent $7 million, all right? She's got $12 million left. DeSantis could go to uh, New Hampshire, but he's polling very poorly there. And with this, I think, he, I think he's in trouble. Now, whether he wants to get thumped again, uh, because Haley's going to do well in New Hampshire because independents are going to vote for her. A lot of Democratic voters in New Hampshire, um, they changed their registration to independents so they could vote against Trump. And they're not going to vote for DeSantis. They're going to vote for Haley. So Haley's going to do well in New Hampshire. And that's a week from tomorrow, by the way. Um, I just, uh, last time around 2020, Pete Buttigieg won the Iowa caucus with 25%. Biden only got 14%. The Republican side, um, Trump got 97%, the incumbent. Okay, so, you know, for what it's worth, right? But Iowa is MAGA country. That is the memo. President Biden went to Philadelphia today, as he always does, on Martin Luther King's birthday. Uh, Phil Abundance, which is a food pantry and helps uh, African-Americans in uh, the city of brotherly love, greeted him. That's a good thing to do. You know, Biden's short trip goes in, raises spirits, fundraising. That's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com bill. 
For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Um, new polling. Joe's not going to like this, though. ABC News, Washington Post, 2,228 adults, 25 Democrat, 25% Republican, 41 Independent. Fair. Do you approve of the job President Biden's doing? Approve, 33%. Whoa. That's not good. That's a drop from 37 in September. Disapprove, 58. Those, those are deadly numbers. Uh, second question. Uh, looking back on Donald Trump's administration, do you approve the way he handled the presidency? 41 approve, 53 disapprove. Now, I'll submit to you that's an emotional vote there. They're not calculating economics and foreign affairs. It's all about the election denial and all that. But I could be wrong. Third question, uh, how is President Biden handling the economy? Approve 31, disapprove 56, no opinion 14. That's it. People know they're paying a lot more money for the essentials of life. Nothing Biden can do about it. He can tell you Bidenomics is the greatest thing. I mean, he, he could say all that all day long. People know every day what they're paying for the essentials of life. All right, here's a story that was widely ignored, and we love these stories because that's why you are with us on the No Spin News. So the uh, legacy corrupt media, corporate media, they don't want to talk about Hunter Biden at all. So late Friday, uh, Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, who's actually raised in my neighborhood on Long Island, uh, he reversed says now Hunter is willing to sit for a deposition before the House Oversight and the House Judiciary Committee. So remember, Hunter Biden defied the subpoena to do that. But I'm not going to do it. Well, now he's going to do it. So I wrote a column called The Family Affair. It's posted on BillOReilly.com. And I told you exactly why the Biden team reversed. I'm going to give you a hint. I want you to read the column. It has to do with the Justice Department. Okay? But I'm looking around over the weekend looking for this story. Forget it. Forget it. It's not, you know, it's like it doesn't exist. That's corruption. That's media corruption. Okay, we'll ignore stories that we don't like because they're going to hurt our people, the Biden administration. Okay. So now, <laughs> excuse me, now there has to be a deposition date, all right? Or uh, the committee say they're going to go and have a full House vote on contempt of Congress, which will be partisan. No Democrats will vote to hold Hunter Biden in contempt. That's really terrible. And if you are a Republican in the House and you didn't vote against Joe Biden, you're done. Through. So that's our uh, system right now. Um, I would delay the full vote. 
I don't, I think you want to get Biden in there, Hunter Biden in there for the deposition. Get him in. See what he's got. Another story that's totally ignored. Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia. Fannie Willis. All right, we've been on this. Um, I'm not going to take credit for breaking the story, but I was one of the first. So Fannie, as you know, is uh, charging Donald Trump and uh, some of his acolytes with interfering in the Georgia vote. Fannie is the DA of Fulton County. Fannie hired a boyfriend uh, to investigate the whole situation, a man named Nathan Wade. And it looks like the taxpayers in Georgia have paid Nathan, Fannie's boyfriend, close to a million dollars in salary and expenses, including two visits to the White House. Nathan showed up twice at the White House. For what? This is a Georgia case. What were you doing at the White House? Media's not interested. Not interested. Were they co- was Fannie coordinating with the Biden administration about this? Okay. So the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, a liberal paper, but it's been covering this. Been, I guess they have to. Um, now there's a lawsuit by one of the uh, people charged in the case, Mike Roman. This is big. I think this whole case is going to be thrown out because of prosecutorial malfeasance, misconduct. This is big. The key to this whole thing is the Republican governor, Kemp. He's got to step in. So far, now he doesn't like Trump. Kemp doesn't like Trump. But you got to do your job, Governor. This is horrible. Okay, Houthi rebels. So last Thursday, I said this. Go. All right, here's a prediction. The USA and the UK will attack the Houthi rebels in Yemen soon. They will bomb them with drones and warships and fighter planes. And they will, you know, these Houthis are in Yemen, which is a desert country. But that's going to happen. Biden doesn't want to do it. That's why it hasn't happened yet. Four hours later, the United States and the UK bombed the Houthis. Now, am I brilliant? Debatable, right? But anybody could have made that prediction. Because even President Biden's got to know, you can't allow terrorists to fire on civilian ships in the Red Sea. You can't. So today, um, the Houthis shot at a destroyer, anti-ship cruise, they shot a cruise missile at the USS Laboon in the Red Sea. No damage. Um, Missile shot down. But the Houthis... um, you know, I would, look, you read Killing the Killers, there's a way to do this without worldwide headlines. You don't want that. I'd start taking them out. Okay. Uh, there was a ship, a U.S. ship hit by a missile in the Red Sea, a Stamford, Connecticut shipping firm has reported that no significant damage, but one of their uh, vessels 
Gibraltar Eagle was hit by a missile in the Red Sea. So these Houthis are causing, are causing trouble. So we got to stop that, right? Anybody disagree with that? Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. If you disagree, then we, we have to stop it. We are the most powerful nation. Got to stop it. It's like we stopped ISIS. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory— Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, Bernie Sanders. So the Democratic Party, uh, I was on Andrew Wilkow's radio program on Sirius today. Democratic Party is in disarray. They know Biden with the approval rating at, what, 33%, 31 uh, He's just not tenable, even up against Trump. Okay? So they're, they're desperately flailing around, trying to figure out if they can cajole, word of the day, Michelle Obama into being interested in this. They don't have anybody else. It's either Michelle or Joe. And if Michelle does want it, Joe will resign for medical reasons. That's how it'll go down. Bernie Sanders is the far left leader. He knows Biden's in trouble. Go. President has got to change course. He has been very clear. He has expressed his concern about, quote unquote, indiscriminate bombing. He has asked Netanyahu over and over again to change course. Netanyahu just yesterday said, no, we're going to continue doing what we are doing. Unacceptable. (sighs) You cannot give billions of dollars to a country that ignores your wishes, violates international law. Okay, so uh, if you had a decent reporter doing the interview, which you did not, the reporter would then say, all right, you're the president, Bernie Sanders. How do you defeat Hamas? Do you allow Hamas to go in and kill Jews as they did in October? How do you punish them? How exactly, specifically, do you do it? But that guy's not going to do that. That angers me. That really angers me because it is an interesting discussion with Bernie Sanders. I mean, the guy is so far left that he would allow America just to be pushed around. Israel has no regard for, even though he is of Jewish heritage, no regard which is you're supposed to do. Now, I'm not saying that Israel's uh, 100% correct in the way they're waging the war. 
That would be foolish of me to say that. I'm not there. I'm not in the war room. I've got, I would have to see exactly what they are doing and make some kind of responsible assessment. Bernie Sanders knows what they're doing. He doesn't care. He's so far left. So he says, president's got to change course. But Sanders thinks it's all about Israel. Israel's like 10th on the list about why Joe Biden is failing. Okay, this is the story of the day. You ready for the story of the day? All right. So last week, Newsweek magazine, it used to be big, huge. Now it doesn't even publish. It's on internet, newsweek.com. They run an article saying, with my picture, okay, that two of my books have been banned in Escambia County, Florida. Throw the map up there. On the radio, it is in the northwest part of the state. Pensacola is the county seat. All right? Escambia County. The school district there has removed Killing Jesus and Killing Reagan from the shelves, along with an Anne Frank book, John Grisham, Stephen King, and 1,500 other books. Gone. Vanished. This is the biggest book purge I've ever seen in this country. So, I give an interview to Newsweek. We have it on BillOReilly.com. But I'm trying to figure out what the deuce is going on here. What, what is this? So, you'll remember on July 1st, 2023, Governor DeSantis signed into law Florida House Bill 1069, which forbade inappropriate sexual material in books for school children. And that was a good law. But it wasn't specific enough. Because there's no doubt that some Florida school districts were pumping in books that were inappropriate for 5 to 10-year-olds. But not killing Jesus. Not killing Reagan, not Stephen King, not John Grisham, not Anne Frank. So what happens in all of these laws is that the people who are empowered, the librarians, they go crazy. They're loons. Oh, this book, that book, this guy. I'm still, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted. Now, last week, a federal judge okayed a lawsuit against this county. And it's going to be heard in federal court because they're that out of control. Again, it's S. Cambia County. All right? So we started to do some investigating. Obviously, there's an abuse of power going on. And we got the usual runaround. But we did get a woman named Julia Friedland, the deputy press secretary for Ron DeSantis. Okay, there's Julia. Now, I knew that Julia was going to be snooty, arrogant, and dismissive. I knew that because I know how the DeSantis office operates in Tallahassee. 
If you don't kiss DeSantis's ring, they get snippy. And it's exactly what Julia did. It's basically tell us to go F off. Okay. So DeSantis did not issue any kind of a comment at all. Now, how does this affect the overall presidential run? I've never been a DeSantis fan. You know that. I haven't badmouthed him at all. I've covered him fairly. But he doesn't have it. In my opinion, my humble opinion, he's not going to be president. Maybe he'll learn a lot of lessons and he'll come back, but not this time around. I wouldn't vote for DeSantis. There's no way I'd vote for him. I just don't think he is at the caliber of what we need now in America. This is outrageous. He should know that. He should come out and say, as governor of Florida, I'm not going to sanction this. That's what Ron DeSantis should do. But he won't do it. And that says a lot about Governor DeSantis. Joining us now is Reagan Miller. She is in Tampa, Florida. She is a director of development for the Florida Freedom to Read Project, who, uh, and they keep an eye on this kind of abuse of the new law. First of all, I supported the new law. I'm sure you read that in the Newsweek magazine article. I, I did believe that the state has an obligation to protect school children from crazy far left zealots uh, who want to bring these materials into the classroom. I supported that. But now we have crazy far right zealots who want to do the Nazi thing and drag all these books out of the classroom. But I can't figure out why you would pick killing Jesus and killing Reagan. Any idea? Right. No, I have a good idea. Um, you know, as you referenced, House Bill 1069 came out, was signed into law. And, um, you know, this this particular school district, Escambia County, is, is a very conservative school district. And there was a in June, they had an emergency order that said, hey, we're going to look, we're going to go ahead with pressure from the community. Because if you look at this particular county, one of the most, um, they have more challenges than many counties around the state. And it's from one particular individual. And so you know, they took the more conservative approach that we're going to look through our whole, you know, all of our libraries, which is fine. Um, but what they, you know, then did is this Department of Education, as you referenced, um, Governor DeSantis, um, they came out and issued a memorandum on October 13th, 2023, to all the school districts and said that any materials in a classroom made available in a school or classroom library or included on a reading list may not contain content that depicts or describes sexual conduct. And so this, so um, Escambia County went further and said, okay, and as we're reviewing this, we want you to go through your entire library. And let's keep in mind that the libraries were completely closed when the school year started. And they said, go through whole, you know, different um, review sources like um, Goodreads or Amazon, you know, crowdsource book reviews, and if books have sexual conduct in them, then let's pull them for further review. And that's how all of these books, including your books, were pulled for further review. So, you know, we have 1,600 unique titles that were pulled, and so far only 100 have made it back on the shelves. Okay, but let me stop you there. There's no sexual content in either Killing Jesus or Killing Reagan. There's no descriptions, there's nothing about, it's not even close. So what is this really all about? Is it politics? They don't like 
the books what uh, so I, if you look at this if you look at how this checklist reads it says go to like in goodreads we were able to very easily pull up that it says in your book killing reagan for example that he likes his feet rubbed and extramarital affairs and that potentially meets the definition of sexual conduct but that's that is in stone history that that's history right. that would be like saying you can't have a book on henry the eighth because he had eight wives well right? you saw they pulled they pulled the dictionary in the same county I know that, but right. here it it's straight down the line. Ronald Reagan had a few extramarital affairs when he was married right. to Jane Wyman. All right, mm -hmm. but there was no description of that, other than I guess the feet thing. But that's come on. Um, and then killing Jesus. Uh, somebody said to me, "Well, it was because you described Mary Magdalene." As working right. in a in a town that featured a lot of brothels again that's history is that what and, it was well they well that's what we believe based on the reviews that we saw but you you know our department of education has sent out media specialist training and what they've told them is to err on the side of caution so i believe that's what's happening in this case they're erring but, on the side of caution but then everybody you couldn't have any history book there'd be no uh, history I, books you and I are on the same side. Like, but I are, you, are you of the fact, are you of the opinion, <laughs> excuse me, are you of the opinion that this law should be repealed altogether? Because I am calling for the law to be far more specific. I would like the Department of Education to issue additional clarification. So, yes, I mean, we agree that things that are harmful to minors absolutely do not belong um, in our yeah. schools. Okay, good. I'm glad. That's, I mean, my books are not like, harmful to minors in any way, shape, or form. Now, here, here's an interesting question Why not review the books, but don't haul them off the shelves? I mean, just keep them on the shelves. Then you do your review. And if there's something right. in there that's objectionable, you explain to the people of the county what's objectionable and why you're taking it off. Not just take it off first. That's insane. I mean, I, I personally agree with you. I would like to see books stay on the shelves, but I think that this is, you know, I think this is a significant cost to the districts. I think it's a waste of time, resources, um, you know, to even really conduct this review. And they're going to lose in court. They're going to lose um, in oh, the, federal, the court. federal court case. Yes. And, and they're going to have to pay all of those legal fees, state of Florida mm -hmm. will, and they're going to lose, and they're going to be embarrassed. Final question, do you know DeSantis at all? I, I mean, I, as I said, I didn't think he was going to do anything. He's not that kind of guy. He's like, right. my way or the highway, and I sign the bill, so everything in the bill is fine. He's, he's not a reasonable guy, in my opinion, all right? Right. But were you surprised that he did that? That he wouldn't take, wouldn't comment on it. All he has to do is go. You know, it's a little bit, a little bit much. So we're going to tweak our policy here. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the logical thing to do? Yes, that would absolutely be the logical thing to do. So are you surprised he didn't do it? No. Why? Uh, he has a history of doing that. You think he's a totalitarian? <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to call him names, but. You know, I, I, 
Well, this is what they do in totalitarian countries. That's what they do. They haul off any any books they don't like. um, And they, you know, I'm just shocked about the whole thing. Okay, if people want to help you follow the Freedom to Read Project, uh, how can they uh, get with you, Reagan? Oh, yes, please check out our website. It's fftrp.org or follow us on social media at flfreedomread. Um, and we would love to hear your feedback, what you're hearing, you know, in your counties, districts, and, you know, let us know your thoughts. All right, Reagan. Thanks very much. We appreciate it very much. Okay, Martin Luther King Jr. birthday. Uh, we have two segments here. Uh, so 95 years ago, January 15, 1929, MLK Jr. was born in Atlanta, not in a ghetto, in a stable neighborhood. Um, and I'm going to give you the incidentals of his childhood in a moment. Over the weekend, um, Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, was interviewed by Politico. And um, it came up, and this is in Killing Kennedy, and a little bit in Killing the Mob, where we get into Martin Luther King and the federal government. So there, there, were two, there are two books that we deal with this. Martin Luther King Jr. was wiretapped by the FBI. All right? And the reason the government gave to okay those wiretaps was that King was a communist subversive and they wanted to prove it. And the Kennedy brothers went along with that. So here's a quote uh, RFK Jr. gave to uh, Politico. There was good reason for them doing that at the time because J. Edgar Hoover was out to destroy Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement And Hoover said to them that Martin Luther King's chief was a communist. My father, that would be JFK, uh, RFK, I'm sorry. My father gave permission to Hoover to wiretap them so he could prove that his suspicions about King were either right or wrong. I think politically they had to do it. Okay. Here is the real story. J. Edgar Hoover is one of the biggest villains this country has ever had. And we document that all day long in Killing the Mob. He was horrible. He hated Martin Luther King Jr. Okay? And the Kennedy brothers liked MLK. Bobby Kennedy, RFK Jr.'s father, really liked him. JFK was a little afraid of them. All right. They didn't want to wiretap Martin Luther King Jr. But Hoover had evidence of JFK's extramarital affairs. So that was made known to both Kennedy brothers with the implied threat, you don't okay the tap on King, so the stuff might get out. That's what really happened. So again, you want history, you go to the killing books, okay? Killing Kennedy, killing the mob, you'll see, you know, the swirl. But on this Martin Luther King 
birthday, I can't tell you how heinous an individual J. Edgar Hoover really was. I mean, it, it's beyond, and it's never really been exposed. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay. So MLK, uh, born in a, uh, you know, working class neighborhood. He, uh, his father, Michael King Sr., mother, Alberta. He had an older sister, Christine, younger brother, Alfred, and Daniel. So Martin, very smart, smart boy. Age 15, he uh, was accepted to Morehouse College in Atlanta, still there, uh, African-American school. Did very, very well. And went into the ministry right after that because his father wanted him to be a minister because his father was a minister. Okay. So Martin goes into the ministry. But... He also pursues his um, academics, goes to Boston U, my alma mater, okay? And he gets a PhD in systemic theology. That's why we call him Dr. Martin Luther King. He got the PhD from BU, okay? And then you all know that he was charismatic, but the most important thing about King there are two really important things about the man. Number one, he was nonviolent. He studied Gandhi in India. You don't want any violence. And number two, he didn't want equity, favoritism based on skin color, which is what Joe Biden has imposed on the country. He didn't want that. He wanted everybody to be judged on their character and their skill set, meritocracy. That's why I admire King. Now, what he did in his private life, I don't care. What JFK did in his private life, I don't care. That might be a flaw, I don't know. But as a historian, people are people. It's how they impacted America that I care about. So at age 39, on April 4th, 1968, uh, King was assassinated. Okay, mail segment, final thought about uh, my health. Because it's your health, too. I'm kind of bonding here. Uh, we'll right back. Let's go to the mail. Bill Saravenja, Fruitland Park, Florida. Mr. Bill, can you please take a couple of minutes to explain how Iowa and New Hampshire became the bellwether Republican primary states? New Hampshire passed a law. State legislature passed a law, signed by the governor. said New Hampshire has to have the first primary. And if anybody encroached on that, New Hampshire just keep moving it up. So it could be up two years before the election. 
That's number one. Iowa, pretty much the same thing. We're going to have a caucus, going to be the first caucus. And the other states, they kind of didn't challenge it. And now it's ingrained in our system. Larry, what happened to the Democratic mantra, no one is above the law, when they were going after Trump? Why does not a reporter ask Biden this? Biden agrees with him that if Biden agrees, then ask him if he'll pardon his son. Biden's not going to talk about pardoning Hunter at all, ever, until he does it, which he will. Above the law. Jess Bonneville, Clayton, Ohio. Bill, you compared Michelle Obama's experience to Donald Trump's. Are you kidding? All right. Has Mrs. Obama started and operated many businesses in this country? Okay, Jess, look. Um... I'm a fair man. The question was, what policy experience does Michelle Obama have? And I said, she's the first lady of the United States for eight years, and Donald Trump didn't have any public policy experience either. That is 100% true. Now, if you want to evaluate the worthiness of a president what, on what he or she does in private industry, fine. But I'm cautioning people to say, you voted for Trump, he had no public policy experience. That's all. Accurate. Jeffrey Alsbach, Fort Myers Beach, Florida. When did the progressive movement begin in our government? It seems very recent. Did it start with Obama? How did it become so powerful and take over traditional values? Good questions. So the progressive movement has always been around. Eugene Debs, D-E-B-S. After the Russian Revolution, and I'm not going to get too pinheady here, a bunch of Americans said, you know, this communism thing pretty good. Let's do this. And in the 1920s and 30s and 40s and 50s, it was, you know, it was around. It was never dominant, but it was around. It morphed into what they call democratic socialism. And that happened um, a little bit before Obama took office. But steroids, when Trump got in, because the progressives saw an opening. Trump's Hitler, Trump's a fascist, Trump's this, Trump's that. So our progressive movement is the answer. That's how it evolved. Jim DeNatalie, Maryland Heights, Missouri, listening to your description of the proposed California wealth tax sounds a lot like real estate and personal property taxes we have in Missouri. No, it was a local taxes. Excuse me. A wealth tax would be the federal government or your state, you say Missouri, but you pay your taxes, property taxes, to your county, not to the state. Judges have ruled that the county can tax your property to pay for schools. And I'm logical. Okay. Wealth taxes, the big boys come in, they evaluate everything you have. And then they charge you for what you already have paid taxes on. I pay 8.5% for everything I buy in New York State. I've already paid my tax. But they want to charge me more. It's unconstitutional. Larry Williams, Clinton, Louisiana. Bill, I'm a regular shopper at Walmart. I've been for 25 years. Yesterday, an unusual thing happened. So I had no cashiers. I was instructed to use a self-service area. That's what it's going to be. AI. They don't want people. Got to pay people health benefits. 
You're going to be checking yourself out. It's like putting gas in your tank. Lisa Starnes, Messina, New York. I drive a fair amount, always listen to the no-spin news on the road. Keep me informed, allow me to speak intelligently to those who are misinformed. Thank you for that. Can you tell me the difference between what Al Capone went to prison for and what Hunter Biden is being charged with? No difference. Both didn't file income taxes for years. No difference. Peter Dobelman, Omaha, Nebraska. Your story about ordering a meatball Parmesan hero is spot on. The sheer incompetence of today's young people and lack of attention is very concerning. Yeah, you know it. Everybody knows it. But if you hold them accountable, ooh, no, can't do that. No, no, no. Okay, I'm going to use a positive word today. I usually use negative words because they amuse me more. But today's word of the day is do not do. See, I can't even get this out of my head. We want you to be sagacious, S-A-G-A. C-I-O-U-S, sagacious. We want you to be that. And we want you to go to the BillOReilly.com store, get the entire uh, killing series before they're all banned. Right? Going to ban all the killing books, right? Let's get them all now. And if they do ban them, then all the books will be worth a lot more money. So in Florida now, you probably go on, uh, what is it? Whatever they sell things on eBay. Probably the killing books are going through the roof. All right, back uh, with poor me in a moment. Okay, so I have a cold. I haven't had a cold in 10 years. You know, I got arrogant about it. I said, ah, my immune system, I'm doing the right thing. I'm fording off all this stuff. I stay out of crowds because of the COVID stuff still around. But I got this cold, and it's really annoying. It really is. And I'm a high-energy guy, but this is takes the energy right out of you. But I can't sit around. I, you know, the terror dog's got to go out. I got to do stuff. So the only thing, and I take a little of the medicines and all of that, and they're a little bit help, helpful, but a cold's a cold. It's four or five day experience. And it's annoying, as I said. But you don't give in to it. It's like a personal brawl between me and the infection. I'm not going to let that Infection keep me down. And I'm telling you, it helps. You get surge, you know. But it is a burden because I have to do a lot of, for radio and TV, I have to do a lot of voice work. But I think I got through it okay today. <coughs> See, I just got, no, you didn't. <laughs> anyway, we soldier on. We don't take a sick day. I can't remember the last time I took a sick day in my whole life. It's just who I am. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.